It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs near corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. How soon are we going to start getting highlights of Jimmy Garoppolo throwing touchdown passes with the silver and black? That's the big question, and that's something that we won't know for certain until the silver and black start playing games. I honestly don't think the Raiders will risk him during preseason, even though I would love it for him to get his feet wet out there, but... The Raiders have two sessions where they will be practicing with opposing players from opposing teams here in Las Vegas in the Las Vegas Valley in Henderson against the 49ers before their preseason game. And then a week later in Southern California before they face the Rams, they will be practicing with them as well. And in my opinion, those are great opportunities for Jimmy G when his offensive line will be competing against top defensive players from those squads because you know that they're going to come out strong going against the Raiders' offensive line. Let's just keep everybody healthy. Just make it a healthy competition on both sides with both teams trying to be better, and that's something that these squads like last year. There was a lot of trash talking and a lot of everything between Raiders and Patriots, but nothing that went beyond the physical, which last time the Raiders had a joint practice with the Rams, we know it got a little bit dirty. It got a little bit of fisticuffs, a little bit of shoving, and you don't want to see that when you're preparing yourselves to start a regular season. But it will be important for Jimmy G to start taking it to another level in those days. I actually asked him yesterday about what these joint practices with the Niners are, and he's he complimented it and he said he's excited about going against former coaches former teammates and getting to see their faces again but now going against them so those joint practices will be big will we see him in a preseason game or two I'm not sure but if he does I hope he gets starts to impress the Raider Nation because I know a lot of the folks in the Raider Nation same thing that would did when Derek Carr was in town he was an enigma 50% of the nation loved him 50% of the nation didn't And there you had that rivalry between the fan base. Some folks called them car stands. Some called them Kardashians. Some called them whatever you want to call them because they didn't agree with them. And they put nicknames on them. It's like, hey, you know what? There's one thing that we know for sure. The franchise wants the team to win with the quarterback they had in place. For a lot of time, for nine years, it was Derek Carr. Now, It's a new era, and that new era was ushered in officially yesterday when number 10 took the field for the first time with the silver and black, and I ironically or sarcastically said on Twitter, and silver and black and the red no-contact jersey, just like like all the other quarterbacks, Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell. By the way, Chase Garbers, he was waived, so now he the quarterback room for the silver and black is the three guys that this uh, this regime by Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, have brought into the building. J- 
Chase Garbers, he was an undrafted free agent last year. He hung around all season long as a practice squad player. He didn't get a snap in the pre... Well, he got one snap in the preseason, but it was just a knee. And then he didn't play again. So now they bring in Aiden O'Connell, and I've liked what I've seen from his accuracy. Of course, the mobility is something that he has to work on, but so far, without the pressure coming in from other players from the defensive side, we've seen him do good during these two days at training camp, which, of course, it isn't the final product. It's the first couple of times that the players are out there all together and the pads are coming on next week, next Tuesday, which will make things way more interesting. But we go back to the original point, Jimmy G. If you want the Raiders to succeed, which all of Raider Nation should, and I want everybody talking about Caleb Williams to shut up, the Raiders would have to have one of their worst seasons ever to be able to get Caleb Williams. And I don't want that for the Raiders. I don't want that for the Raider Nation. I don't want that for anybody involved with the silver and black. Everybody should want the best for this team. And... Fortunately or unfortunately, we saw what the ceiling was with the previous quarterback. Twice they got to the playoffs, once with him, once without him. They didn't make it past the wild card round. That was the ceiling. Now, this regime cut ties, went another way. They got Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's see what the Raiders can do with a quarterback that fits the system, that will agree with what Josh McDaniels is putting out there on the field with what he wants to see. And so far, Jimmy Garoppolo, he has earned the trust of the locker room. And two of the leaders in the squad, two players that are Pro Bowl and All-Pro talented that are in this team, spoke about their new quarterback yesterday during media availability. And first off, we're going to go with the one that was drafted by the Raiders, Mad Max Crosby, who is going with a different quarterback that's not Derek Carr into a season for the first time in his career. Let's listen to Mad Max talk about Jimmy G. Uh, you know, it's a little different, you know. <laughs> uh, Jimmy's cool as hell. You know, I've been seeing, I've been here all offseason with him. Uh, he's been training, working his off to get back. Um, so I'm fired up that he's out there with us. Literally before practice started, he's already talking So... Uh, I love it. So <laughs> that's the kind of guy I want to compete against, you know. So I'm, uh, that's between us. But he's a he's a he's a competitive dude. I love him. You know, he's he's a dog. Um, and I'm not just saying that because my quarterback. You know, I, there's certain guys that are dogs, and uh, he's definitely one of them. So uh, I love it. You know, I'm definitely looking forward to competing and getting after his. Yeah, and you want to see Max Crosby going after him, and that's a big competition. There's going to be during the training camp portion of preseason. The offensive line trying to stop Max Crosby, something that very few players and teams are capable of doing. But also, that's something I love when Max Crosby said that Jimmy Garoppolo was talking ish, that he was going out there and he was like, yo, let's go. Come on, let's do it. Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner. Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that has been there at the playoffs in the past. Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that has won 40 of his 57 games as a starter in the NFL. So that's something that you want to see and that he has that confidence of going in there and being able to talk that ish, 
of being able to go out there and be like, you know what? I got you today, and I'm going to beat you, and I trust my guys. Because he's not just talking it for himself. He's talking it for his whole offensive unit. He trusts that his guys are able to beat the defensive side of the ball led by Chandler Jones and by Max Crosby. And we saw that little bit of an edge on a quarterback during that game against San Francisco last year where Jared Stidham, you saw him hyped up. You saw him... Uh, screaming some bad words, some obscenities, something that you wouldn't see with Derek Carr, who was who you would see him hyped up, but he wouldn't take it to that next level. And at times, I think that you want to see a guy out there that's going to talk his ish, that's going to go out there and be like, for example, I was watching the Netflix, what is it, documentary, movie, series, whatever you want to call it, The Quarterback, when Patrick Mahomes, he had enough of Max Crosby, and he went straight to his face, and he he started talking his ish, and at the end of the game, they shook hands, they respect each other, they compete. Right here, from what Max Crosby's telling us, he saw that competitor in Jimmy Garoppolo before practice kicked off, and that's something that can help the Raiders take it to another level and competing every single day, and that at the end of practice, they can shake hands, they made each other better, Better iron sharpens iron, and that's what you want to see with the Raiders, which want to have a winning quarterback. And I insist, for the Raiders to be successful this year, they need Jimmy Garoppolo to be at his best. Best possibilities to be the best versions version of themselves when it comes to the silver and black is having Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, and that's no disrespect to Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. So step number one has been taken. You wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to be healthy? He's out there. He passed his physical. All that stuff when the report came out from Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio about the, how the contract was structured and the, it could be voided if he didn't pass a physical and all that, it, it's in the back, in the rearview mirror. It's in the past. Jimmy Garoppolo's out there. Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, and he's going to ramp it up. And that's good that he's still not at 100%, but he's out there on the field because that means that the team is comfortable with him being out there on the field. If they weren't comfortable with him being uh, at the Intermountain Health Performance Center in Henderson, he wouldn't be out on the field. He would just uh, be taking care of himself. Jimmy Garoppolo taking step-by-step, throwing the pass, his lead foot, his right foot, Feels like it's good. That's positive for the Raiders. Devontae Adams, star wide receiver for the Silver and Black. He was asked about what has impressed him the most about the new Raiders quarterback. And here is Devontae Adams. Um, well, today was our only day on the field, obviously. So I just say just, you know, his his openness and, and eagerness to um, to learn. And, you know, whether that means from me or to, to learn the the um, the scheme and and obviously the coaches the way the coaches want it done so really cool guy we've we've talked a lot um, you know me when I'm going in there getting treatment in, in you know the last phase when we were here we got to learn a lot about him and and have some some funny interesting conversations too so that's that's really the, been the best part for me is just getting to know him as a person. Yeah, and that's the first step that is taken. And even before he took the field, there were rave reviews about Jimmy Garoppolo for the silver and black players. And and look, I know 
the, the players aren't going to talk bad about their teammates, about their quarterbacks. But at the same time, uh, you heard today, A.J. Cole, during his press conference, he mentioned that there were no divas in that locker room, that everybody is in the same footing and that they're uh, ready. The quote, we don't have any divas, we don't have any head cases. That's positive. And Jimmy Garoppolo, heck, when I look at social media, and there's a video I posted the day that he got introduced, there's still daily Girls going into my social media and liking the posts and putting, oh, he's so pretty. Oh, he looks like a motto. Oh, this, oh, that. I'm like, I don't care. I care about the football player. So if there's somebody that could be enjoying Vegas and going crazy in the town that would have visibility would be Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's not. He's focused on the football aspect of things. And if there's somebody that could have a little bit more of a case to be the guy that raises his hand and it's like, hey, I'm more important or I'm this or I'm that. It could be Jimmy Garoppolo. He's played in the Super Bowl. Same thing as Marcus Epps. But he took his team to the Super Bowl. He has won with San Francisco. The injuries have probably limited him from being more than what he already is. But at the end of the day, now he has an opportunity to prove himself that it wasn't just the talent that he was surrounded with in San Francisco. He wants to come to Las Vegas pretty much, I think, with the same mindset as Devontae Adams last year. Remember when he was selected as an All-Pro, what he said? He was like, I wanted to play elsewhere and with somebody else to show that it's me, that I can get the ball thrown by anybody, and I'm still going to be that guy. I'm going to be the best wide receiver in the league. Justin Jefferson, he's impressive as hell over in Minnesota but I'll still pick Devontae Adams and how consistent he has been throughout his career with the Raiders. Now, Green Bay in the past. I'll take him over Justin Jefferson right now. We shall see in the future, but right now, Devontae Adams is the man. He proved that he could leave Green Bay and be successful with the Raiders, at least with his personal statistics. Jimmy Garoppolo he probably is leaving what a lot of folks consider his safe haven with San Francisco where he had a heck of a defense giving him the ball back plenty of times and stopping the opponents. And now he has a lot of weapons too. Maybe he will have to score more points than he did in San Francisco when he was healthy to win games. And that is the preparation that's going down right now. If I recall correctly, it's 46 days before the season opener for the Silver and Black in Denver. So it's going to be a fun ride to see what goes down. Chandler Jones, defensive end for the Silver and Black. We're going to go first listening what his goals for the season are ahead of the 2023 season. He was asked during today's media availability about that. A lot of my goals, I'll be broad on this answer. A lot of my goals are team goals, to be honest. There's a lot of things I want to do as a teammate um, that uh, will help my legacy. If When I say my legacy, uh, that's the selfish part, my. But my goals as far as accolades, it's more of a team thing. Uh, did Chandler Jones help the team do this, that? So um, a lot of my stuff is on the defense side of the ball. So hopefully we can have a good defense this year. That's one of my goals. 112 sacks total Chandler Jones has in his career that more than likely will end up with him being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And that's an answer that I loved. It's like there's goals, and his goals are team-related. His goals are having this team be the best version of themselves. And, of course, if he is able to have 
a season that's consistent like the end of his season was before he got hurt, that would be huge for the Silver and Black. It was a rough start when you talk about statistically, but the coaches were grading him pretty high. The coaches liked what they saw from the film. And also, without Chandler Jones on one side doing his thing, Max Crosby might not have the same season on the opposite side. He's getting the work in, but you need both sides to be beasts. You need the left and the right defensive end to get the job done, and it's a complete team effort. And now let's see if this in 2023 ends up being the way that the Raiders want it to happen with both players getting to the quarterback, both players impacting the game, not only with the way that they're playing, but also statistically. How great would it be if you get two players with 10-plus sacks? When was the last time that happened for the Raiders? I know that the season that Yannick got to 10, Max was close as well, but it's like if you get two beasts on each side and then add Tyree Wilson to the mix, ooh-wee! That has a lot of potential, but you need that potential to crystallize, to be able to become a reality with the silver and black and defensively is the way that it starts, limiting your opponents as much as possible. And one important thing for this version of the Raiders defense is having people to look up to. We already mentioned Max Crosby, that man is... The, the the man that everybody looks up to right now. The rest of that defensive line, when they see Max Crosby being the first man in and last man out of, out of that building, they're like, hey, we need to do the same thing. If this is our leader, if this is our captain, we got to do the same thing. We got to come in, put in the work, and make sure that it's up to us for this defense to get the pressure on the quarterback. And Chandler Jones, he wants to lead by example. Chandler Jones knows that he's a guy that the rest of that defense can look up to? Uh, it has to be more actions louder than words um, because I don't ever want to be hypocritical. You know, I don't want to be an older guy that says, oh, hey, run to the ball, and then when it's my turn to go, I'm not running to the ball. Um, so being consistent is just not on the field, but it's also in the classroom. But you have to, you have to understand a lot of these guys are not just hearing what you're saying, but they're watching you too. And uh, I think one of the uh, aspects of one of the, the best aspects of being a good leader is walking the walk and talking the talk. And you don't have to be a hoorah. You don't got to get up and talk all the time. But if you're doing it and you're leading by example, you know what time it is. You know what time it is when actions speak louder than words. It's time where you got 55 and 98 showing everybody. It's like, hey, they got big contracts, right? They got guaranteed money, right? They're already set for their life and their kid's life, and maybe even their grandkid's life. And they're still out there putting in the work. It's a 12-year veteran you're talking about with Chandler Jones. It's a guy with over 110 sacks in the NFL. It's a man that he is respected by his peers all around the league, that he has a lot of respect because of what he has done, and he keeps on doing it. He was out there for every single OTA. He was out there for mandatory minicamp. Of course, it's mandatory. You got to be there. But OTAs, he could have taken it off. Nobody would have batted an eye. It's like, yo, it's Chandler Jones. Same thing could be said about Max Crosby. Same thing could have said, been said about Devontae Adams. And the guys were out there putting in the work. Walk the walk, talk the talk. Show everybody what you should be doing every single day when you're under contract. 
And when you want to be the best version of yourself to be able to help your team and make your teammates the best versions of themselves. And now our final quote from Chandler Jones from today's media availability. What the defense needs to improve in. Here's what he said. To be honest, I don't think we have to do anything miraculous. We don't have to do anything new. Uh, We have to listen to the coaches. We have to uh, really dig deep and and kind of grab what's being told to us. And it has to be second nature. Uh, If we get a guy, we get 11 guys out there that's not thinking and just flying. Oh, it's, it's dangerous. That's in any team, not just this team, but uh, ultimately that's what training camp is for. Guys are gelling together. Guys are getting familiar with the coaching style, what he likes to call on third and whatever, second whatever. And I'm speaking from the defensive standpoint. Um, Just guys not thinking and just playing, uh, you'll get a lot of better ball that way. Yeah, and that's something important. When players can just go out there and fly instead of being thinking and evaluating and double thinking and it's like, what do we do? No, just go out there, play, do your thing. But with the preparation that you get done, that is huge. This is the first season since 2020 that the Raiders are going into a training camp with the same defensive coordinator. There's been change on change on change on change in that position in the coaching staff since the silver and black arrived in Las Vegas. Max Crosby, heck, this is the first time since his rookie year, it was Paul Gunther. His second year was Paul Gunther. Then it switched from Gus Bradley to Patrick Graham, and now Patrick Graham is back again. This is the first time pretty much since his second year in the league that he has the same coordinator, defensive coordinator, in back-to-back seasons. Now let's see if that knowledge that the players have in that side of the ball can be taken advantage of. And like Chandler Jones said, it's like, hey, we don't have to reinvent the wheel pretty much is what he said right there. It's just go out there, play, feel confident, know what you're doing, and just fly. Let those wings out. Fly. Do your thing on the defensive side of the ball because, unfortunately, this Raiders squad has struggled with getting stats when you talk about TFL, tackles for loss, sacks, interceptions, pass breakups, and it's all a formula. If you're able to get pressure on the quarterback, that's less time for the quarterback to do his thing, to find the open man, to throw a comfortable ball to a man that's wide open. If your men up front put pressure on the quarterback, it's an easier job for the defensive backs. It's an easier job for the linebackers. And at the same time, if your defensive backs got their stuff together, and they're putting great coverage on some amazing wide receivers and tight ends around the league, that might give an extra second or a fraction of a second for the defensive line to get to the quarterback. It's all uh, A plus B plus C equals success. And the Raiders have had at times part of the defensive line do their job, but another part hasn't. Or even in the back, in the back when you're talking about the defensive backs, the secondary. You got one cornerback doing a good job, but then another one, not so much. And they pick on him. And they throw the ball his way plenty of times, and they get those passes. Or the linebackers not being able to cover Travis Kelsey, which has been a problem not only for the Raiders, but for the whole league. So it's all about complementing each other. And I'm hoping that with Patrick Graham in the front of this defense for the second year in a row, that can be a thing that can change. Heck, last year. When Patrick Graham was brought on board as defensive coordinator, there were people around the league saying that Patrick Graham was going to be a candidate for a head coaching job 
not long after this past season was over. Unfortunately, things didn't go the way the Raiders' defense happened, and now Patrick Graham isn't being in that conversation. But if he gets the job done as he wants it to, maybe his name is back in those conversations. And it would be a good reason for the Raiders to lose a defensive coordinator. It's because he killed it with the defensive side of the ball, which has been a problem for the Silver and black. You know a great place that you can go and hang out out here in Las Vegas? The brand new Golden Monkey Tiki Lounge at Resorts World. It's the ultimate tropical getaway. Enjoy their delicious island-inspired cocktails and soak up the lively atmosphere. Locals, we're always looking for specials, and here's one. Buy one, get one free every night from 8 p.m. all the way until midnight. Who needs a happy hour when you can have a special for four hours? Check out the new Golden Monkey Tiki Lounge and experience the ultimate tropical getaway located near the Hilton lobby. Plus, I want to remind you, be sure you download the Resorts World Las Vegas Sports betting app to place your bets anywhere in Nevada. There's baseball going on right now, the Women's World Cup, international soccer coming down to Las Vegas, and of course, the Mac Daddy, the best league in the world, in my opinion, the NFL, starting off their preseason action in August. There's some crazy people that love betting on preseason games. When I used to bet, I would wait until the regular season. Let's go to a break, Raider Nation, and we'll hear more Raider players talk from today's press conferences at Raiders headquarters. After it, we're listening. you're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Chandler's been doing this for a long time. He knows last year, whatever happened, doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. So for him, it's about just steady improvement, you know, especially at the defensive line position. It starts to become real football now. It's really about getting back to your fundamentals and technique, you know, a body on a body, defeating blocks, you know, getting your reads and your keys, your key work. So that's all the stuff. It's, it's not anything really specific to Chandler. It's really for all those guys, especially when you're talking about the front guys where they're getting used to real football. There you heard defensive coordinator Patrick Graham when he was asked about Chandler Jones, and I like that. It's like, yo, let's everybody last year, good or bad, it's in the past. This year, focus on being the best version of yourselves. Harry Ruiz here on the JT The Brick Show, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Some breaking news out of Cincinnati's training camp where quarterback Joe Burrow was carted out of the field uh, before practice ending over there in training camp. And Zach Taylor, the head coach for Cincinnati, told reporters that Joe Burrow suffered a calf injury today, which it could have definitely been worse uh, than other alternatives. And with this, you definitely got to think that he might be limited the rest of the way on the preseason. But that's just breaking news that we're finding out about in the world of the NFL. Joe Burrow, who signed a massive extension, uh, who's who's one of the biggest players right now in the NFL, who is a guy that is the future of the league by many people's uh, train of thought. 
injured. And fortunately, it's only a calf strain. It could have been worse, but it is not. Remember, Raider Nation, the phone lines are open for you. You can call in to discuss anything involving the Silver and Black 702-365-9200. In the meantime, I want to go to today's media availability for left tackle Colton Miller, who got praise for what he did last year with the Silver and Black. In my opinion, his best season with the Raiders. We're going to hear his whole press conference here on the JT The Brick Show. Let's go with Colton Miller. consistency on the offensive line a lot of guys back how, how important is that for just kind of maintaining what you guys are doing great yeah we want to be you know a cohesive unit um having all the guys back is great including uh the new guys kurt curtis and wagner um you know they've been really focused um they've been great rookies so far um they're they're sponges they ask questions um they're really trying to get ahead of the game which is great um but yeah it's great to see all these guys back Following that, what did you see in the offseason that makes you believe it can remain consistent? Uh, by keeping the group together. I know from the experience of last year, along with the uh, the growth guys have had, added strength. Um, coming out here and seeing the focus, um, the attention to detail, it's, uh, it's very promising, you know, and uh, we want to continue to work and get better. How different is it getting, having to get used to a new quarterback? Um, it's... I mean, it, it is what, you know, we have a Jimmy's, Jimmy's great. He's been working his butt off. I see him um, through OTAs and through the offseason, and I'm excited for him. Two-part question, Colton. First of all, I know he's a new quarterback, but he knows this system. How much does that help him in relaying, relaying, relaying to you guys quickly on the field? Great. With cadence, um, mic points, everything, it's, it's great. It, it makes for an easy transition, with, which is awesome. Secondly, when he went to San Francisco, he won the locker room quick. And this offseason, even though he wasn't on the field, the mini camps and OTAs, a lot of you guys talked about spending time with him off the field, getting to know him. What is it about Jimmy that allows him to acclimate so well so quickly? Man, he connects well with us. It's that, and you see his work ethic. He's a competitor. Um, everything you see from him. So I'm, I'm really excited. You know, we, we just started up. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to what he does and what we do as a unit um, these next few weeks. Colin, there's a couple of your teammates that leaned out, you know, on the offensive line, you know, really kind of worked themselves up through the offseason with training. Can you just talk about how successful and how much you guys kind of, you know, work together in the offseason to train and, you know, get in good shape? Yeah, I think that's a mentality standpoint. You know, from the end of OTAs, we have this time off. Coming guys, seeing guys back, you can tell they put in the work. Um, you can tell that – they didn't take this time off and relax. It's it's a mentality. So, um, again, we are clean, clean out today, uh, and uh, we're going to continue to work. As a veteran, what's what's your approach and what's your focus these early days of, of training camp? Uh, focus, you know, uh, having uh, working that cohesiveness. So, having the guys together, double teams, um, your footwork, engaging blocks, your sets, everything. It's just. Getting back in that that routine, that rhythm, and uh, and focusing to to work together. Communication is key. Can you talk about Dylan Parham's progress at this point from last year to this year, and what that means to you going forward? It's been huge. He had a lot of experience last year. Um, he's learned a lot. He's put on the the strength this offseason. You see it. Um, it's it's been awesome to see. Um, 
happy to see him back. And, and you know, we're again, we're working those combinations. It feels just just like it was yesterday, you know, so that's that's awesome to see. Colton, uh, last year this time, even going back to the last OTAs and, and minicamp, you guys were doing a lot of laps. There were mistakes that were made, offsides, just little mental mistakes where, you know, you, you, you ran laps as a group. I haven't seen that as much uh, during OTAs and, and training camp. Is that kind of a testament to sort of where you guys are a little bit further ahead of the game than that's, last year? That's taking the next step. You know, that, that shows maturity. You know, we, what we learned from OTAs, we have to keep that up and progress. That's, that's what we're trying to do right now. Trying to acclimate to the the heat, guys coming back from where they're training from. Um, they didn't they didn't le- let the heat and those outside distractions affect them. You know we were able to take a take a step forward. Greg Greg comes in, who's a grizzled veteran, Ben Roten, and like you, he's a reliable guy, available. What does he lend to this offensive line that you've seen? He didn't he didn't miss a step. You know coming in. You know it takes takes a second, but um, he's used to working with guys like that's. You know, you're able to, if you you gel well with guys, you're going to naturally um, be able to, to contribute immediately. So, um, yeah, he's been working, great vet. Um, but across the board, everyone's competing. You know, there's not, there's not a, a guy that just like, you know, is too, too good for, everyone's doing the work. You know, we, we all come in with that same mentality to, to improve every day. So <clears throat> it's been great. Last year, around this time, I know you guys said you didn't pay attention to it, but there was narrative like, hey, the offensive line is terrible. They stink. And you guys kind of got galvanized by that a little bit, right? It kind of drove you and had a good season. Is it, is, do you have to find kind of motivation now if people are like, hey, they're pretty good? No, I think you just keep it simple. You know, we, we choose what we work on each day. We improve those things. Um, I felt great about our group, and I feel even better. They're here, more experienced, stronger. So, um, yeah, we just keep our head down, grind, and that's all there is to it. Last year you were voted a team captain just going through last season. What would you say you learned most about being a leader that you want to continue to apply to being a leader to this offensive line, this team? Yeah, I think it's a, you know, it's a huge, I think it's a thanks, you know, from uh, being recognized. Um, and I'm just going to continue, you know, to, to work, to push guys. Um, and I think it's, it's it's it is easier with with our group and the guys we have. You know, everyone wants to push each other. Um, we're all on the same track. We're we're taking strides. So we're going to continue to do that. Um, and uh, and I'll I'll do as much as I can along the way. How much pride, Colton, does the did the offensive line as a unit as a group last year take in Josh Jacobs leading the league in rushing and being a first team All Pro? Um, that's that's something that. You know, we we take huge huge pride in um, Josh. Put in, I mean, he was a. You've seen him. You know, he's he makes uh, those cuts. But um, it starts up front with us. ID in the front, um, coming off the ball, controlling the line of scrimmage, and uh, you know we we're gonna continue that. You know, we're gonna try to continue that mentality. Um, we're going to uh, you know do our best with protections, um, staying clean on that, uh, and we're just gonna continue to work. You mentioned one of the new guys uh, at the beginning, Dalton Wagner. He, he's a guy that kind of you – you always notice on the field at Arkansas and even some of the reps we've seen him take so far. Yeah, big country. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what stands out about him? Where is he compared to – you know, I'm sure you've seen a lot of rookies in his career. Yeah, he's big, big guy. Big guy. Um, his, uh, you know, his ability to move. Um, but it first starts with your mentality. And, you know, he, he – he, you come in 
and again, you absorb as much as you can. He's asking questions. Um, he's his sets look look great, um, and it's 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 seeing them. It you know from OTS to now, you see you see the progress, which is is huge. So um, yeah, we're you know excited. Um, he's been doing a great job so far. Clinton's another guy, a UDFA on the offensive line that there seems to be some expectations for. Yeah. Will you talk about him? And he's even though he's from a small school, they bragged about his football IQ. Can you talk about that, please? Yeah, you football IQ. Yeah, he uh, he chirps up in meetings. I mean, he's always on it. Um, and again, another big guy, um, big guy that can move. Um, and uh, you know, it's been exciting to see him work. It really has. Um, he. He really hasn't missed a, a step, you know, when it comes to the mental side. We'll see, you know, with all with our whole group um, next week with pads, how we can take that next step. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Colton. Yes. Thank you, Colton Miller, starting left tackle for the Las Vegas Raiders, which, by the way, he ended up getting love on the ranking that ESPN did this year and has done for the last couple of years of the best tackles in football he ended up getting ranked number 10 the highest ranking between the coaches front office and scouts that were polled anonymously was number seven lowest ranking unranked last year he was an honorable mention this year he cracked the top 10 he did a great job with the silver and black as a left tackle which you want him to do that job in that premium position why because he's protecting the blind side of your right-handed quarterback and he did so and he also helped Josh Jacobs with that offensive line to be the leading rushers leading rusher in the NFL during the 2022 season something that I loved about him talking about was Dylan Parham and the way that he has seen Dylan grow from being a the first drafty in this new Raiders regime to now being a starter in that offensive line after all the play he got last year. He, see, he has seen him grow. He has seen him get stronger. And I was actually next to Vinny Bonsignor earlier today when they the offensive line and the quarterbacks, they went into the icebox. And then when they came back out, I saw Dylan Parham right ne- walk right next to me. And I told Vinny, I was like, damn, he looks bigger. He looks stronger. That that's definitely huge for the Raiders. Why? Because he's a guy that is under uh, control contractually for the silver and black for the next three years. And that's how you want to build the team from the draft, from players that you are able to manage in a better way. And when you talk about contracts, make good draft picks, bring good talent to this team. And that way you can have a roster that's sustainable to have not only runs during the regular season to make the playoffs, but playoff runs where you're thinking about the title, where you're thinking about the Super Bowl. And also, another thing, last year, the Raiders only had, only selected out of their eight original captains, only two of them were captains from the year prior, Derek Carr and Max Crosby. This year, you got players that, more than likely will be captains again this year. Devontae Adams, Colton Miller, Max Crosby, A.J. Cole. I'd be surprised if any of these four guys aren't captains in this year's team. And then towards the end of the season, Josh Jacobs was also a captain for this team. So you that's something that speaks volumes right now. 
consistency, continuity, being able to have a team that isn't having a big roster turnover year after year after year after year, not because of contract dilemmas or contract situations, but because the talent isn't there, because you weren't able to get what you wanted out of players, because you're signing players to one-year deals and you're not able to retain them or they didn't pan out and you're going elsewhere. That starts from there. I think the number at the moment is 16 of players that arrived to the Raiders before the current current um, front office and current coaching staff came into the fold. That's That shows you that they're bringing in their guys, guys that they trust and guys that they want to go and to have here on the team for the long run. The show, our show today is running out of time, but... We will still be able to talk about some baseball. You know I talk baseball when I come in for JT the Brick. Before that, I want to let you know that Grimaldi's is hands down my favorite pizza in Las Vegas. Only at Grimaldi's Pizzeria can you get the famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza that you crave. Grimaldi's has four locations in the Vegas Valley. Boca Park, the Palazzo, South Rainbow, and in Green Valley. So it doesn't matter where you live, you got one nearby. For more, visit Grimaldi's Pizzeria. Dot com. Shohei Otani, he just hit another home run after pitching a complete game shutout earlier in the day. We'll talk about that and more after this break. the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Pitches wide in high to right center field and deep back by the bullpen. It goes and it is gone into the Red Sox pan a home run. Adam Duvall with the solo home run in the Red Sox win against his former team where he won the World Series in 2021, the Atlanta Braves. Incredible that the Red Sox and the Yankees, they got great records. They got winning records. They they got over 54 wins each. The Yankees, they also got a win yesterday. Let's hear from that. Line base hit, right field. On to third, Bader. They're going to send him. He comes home. On to second goes Volpe. That's a base hit and an RBI by Anthony Volpe. And the Yankees take a 3-1 lead. That was the final score against the Mets in the Subway Series finale. And why am I talking about Red Sox and Yankees right now? Because they are in the bottom of the American League East. Boston 55 and 47, Yankees 54 and 48, seven games behind the Orioles and eight games behind the the Baltimore Orioles, respectively, the Red Sox and the Yankees. Either of these these teams could be the leaders in the AL Central where the Twins are at the top with 55 and 50. 54 wins, sorry, 50 defeats. It's incredible what's going on in Major League Baseball. And both Boston and the Yankees are above the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in Disney World. Or no, Disneyland. And it's and the, Artie Moreno, the owner for the Angels, he decided he's not trading Shohei Otani. 
who's the best player in baseball today, who earlier today, while I was here in the studio preparing for the show, he pitched his first complete game shutout in the big leagues. And then right now, in the second game of a doubleheader in Detroit, he just hit a home run. This guy is on fire. The Angels are winning, but they're not winning enough to be above that playoff line. They're three and a half games behind Toronto that are right now with that final spot in the American League playoff race. And talking about Toronto, yesterday they kicked my Dodgers butt. Let's hear from that. The Toronto Blue Jays. Merrifield three-run home run? That's Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay? You sure? All right. I'll play it anyway. 0-2 pitch is cranked to left field. Taylor going back. A three-run home run for Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield plays for the ten- the Toronto Blue Jays. That's a – no, that's the Blue Jays. So they've – they, they mislabeled it, but I got you, Bobby. I told you. That's the Toronto Blue Jays, which, by the way, the other night on Tuesday, a crazy comeback – for the Dodgers. The one time I stopped watching the game, they were down by four in the ninth inning and I had work to do in my computer. I was like, all right, I need to stop being distracted. I started working my computer, checked Twitter 20 minutes later, and the Dodgers had a crazy comeback and won that game. The Dodgers still leading the National League West. Every time I talk to Bobby, he's like, how you doing? I'm like, great. The Dodgers are at the top of the division. The D-backs, they're up and down. The Giants are up and down. It's still going to be a fun uh, race in the National League, and it's going to be interesting to see what goes goes down who is gonna end up with Shohei Otani Bobby do you have a guess a personal opinion on who Shohei signs with I think Shohei is gonna stay with the Angels and he's gonna go into free agency and the Angels ain't getting nothing for him yeah no he ain't gonna get traded and that's why everybody's asking me what's up with show he didn't get he's not gonna get traded to the Dodgers I'm like perfect we don't have to give up anything for him, when it comes to prospects, we just got to back up the Brinks truck and let go of all of the money. Somebody that wants to get that Brinks truck backed up on him is Josh Jacobs. Still hasn't happened. You want more Raiders talk? Well, coming up next here on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is your boy Q. Unnecessary roughness from 2 to 5. I'll be back tomorrow here with Bobby Machado. I'm Harry Ruiz. JT The Brick Show. Thank you so much for having me once again here. Raider Nation Radio. It's always a blast being able to talk to the Raider Nation. Justin Wendy, thanks for the tweet. Have a fantastic day, Raider Nation. We'll talk tomorrow.